every single action that you have ever taken started as a thought. So when you change the way you think, you will change the way you act, and you will change the way you live. That is hyper-conscious. No matter what you're going through right now or ever have gone through, the only way your life changes is if you change first. That is what we are here to help you do. A huge shout-out to our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of the Playbook Podcast, for sponsoring this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, a live mastermind on how to transform your weaknesses into strengths. Today, for episode number 453, we are going to talk about why constructive criticism is a good thing. We've got some new lights in the studio, thanks to Kevin. We're leveling on up here. They're blue slash purple. They match the avatar and also my water. My water is blue. As wow, well. that's wild. But they do Everything is blue for me and for him. I'm blue. Hold on, let me real quick for those watching. Oh, now it's red. No, no, it's nope. color. Now it's just gonna change colors. What else we got? But the problem is, it doesn't stay in the same color because it's on two different things. Ah, I think we should add some value yeah, at we some point. Definitely add some. Value. <laughs> All right. So if you just made it through that, you now can listen. You're to the a rest. champion. Okay. So why criticism? Constructive criticism yeah, is a good yeah. thing. So, I don't even like the the word constructive criticism. I think it should be constructive feedback. I agree. But we named it that because I think more more people than not associate those two words co- together. Constructive I agree. criticism. Yeah. So first and foremost, feedback is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess you wanted to do this episode when we got in the studio today. Why? <laughs> so Alan and I are now blessed. I don't I don't want to use the word lucky. We are blessed to be coached by two of the most successful people in this industry. David Meltzer, you guys have heard him uh, in our, our live coaching calls many times. I, can you... What? Can I'll, do it, I'll do it. Yeah, I got, it, I got it. Okay. Uh, and then now we are lucky enough to be coached one-on-one by Evan Carmichael, which is amazing. And Dave is very future-oriented, and Evan is very now and very take-action now, which is the way I love learning. That's the way I teach as well. But one thing he said was... Well, he said many things, right? So we got on his Instagram live. Yes. And he coached us <laughs> and he hammered us. Yeah. And Evan is Especially me. Yes, it's definitely Alan. But the one of the biggest things, and this could be the biggest thing that has ever happened in the history of the Hyperconscious Podcast, he said we should change our name. Yeah. He actually said you need to change your name because nobody knows what hyperconscious is. Yeah. And we are very much considering it. Um, because at the end of the day, we want to impact as many people as possible. Right. And we know what hyperconscious <clears throat> is. Yeah. You guys, if you're watching or listening to this, might know what hyperconscious is. But who just comes across the name and says, like, oh, that sounds like something I want more of? I don't think a lot of people know that. And this is why constructive feedback is a good thing. Right. And it's also, you have to understand who's talking to you. And you have to be careful on who you're taking advice from. Yep. But... Alan and I literally, when we got off that call, we were like, we're not changing the name. Like, that's not happening. It's yeah. not happening. <laughs> and as we kept kind of talking it over, we talked to, you know, I talked to Taryn about it. We talked about that with the team. We came to the realization that, you know what? I think Evan, not only is Evan right, we probably should have figured this out before he brought this up to us. So right. I think constructive feedback, as long as you know what to do with it and you know whether or not you should take it, is always valuable absolutely and it's from the right person i think that uh what's interesting is if you don't like feedback 
it's most likely on some level because you have a fixed mindset. And so in the last episode where we were being coached by David Meltzer, we talked about an infinite game versus a finite game. And you've also talked about the book by Carol Dweck about fixed mindset versus growth mindset. We talk about that a lot. If you have a growth mindset and the focus is to grow as much as possible and learn as much as possible, you actually encourage feedback. You want feedback. You know, I've talked a lot about a client who basically said, I want you to be as hard on me as you are are on yourself. And I remember when she first said that and I was like, wow, like that's, I'm, I'm like, are you sure? Like I'm ridiculously hard on myself. And uh, ever since that moment, there are things that I've told her that I wouldn't have had she not asked for that. And so usually when I'm coaching someone, I say zero to 10, how hard on me, on you do you want me to be? How truthful do you want me to be? Nietzsche has a quote of like, your success will come down to how much of the truth you can handle, right? We want to believe things are all this certain way or that we are this certain way, but the truth is, is that we're not and we need to work on ourselves. And so the question, if you're out there right now, if you don't like constructive feedback, it's most likely because on some level, you're not believing that you can use it to get better and or it's not a focus to get better because if the focus really was to get better you would actually want constructive feedback and I'm actually working really hard lately to try to understand when I have that wall up like Emilia is always asking me questions she's always asking me about different things I could do in corporate and she's so growth oriented it's like unreal and so sometimes I'll like have this block when she'll ask me a question And I'll notice it. And I'm like, afterwards, I'm like, wait, I'm just clinging on to certainty right now because there's so much uncertainty. And what I really want is to contemplate and understand. So I guess if you're out there right now and you're already overwhelmed, even though you have a growth mindset, you might actually be against feedback Mm. in the moment. If you're in a resourceful state and you're growth minded, you're most likely going to ask for it. And I would argue that we should all be asking for it more if it's someone we trust. I think a lot of, and I'm guilty of this, I think I used to take it personally. Right. Right? Like, And that's the thing. Before this call with Evan, I was terrified. I know. And Alan was like, why are you like nervous? And I said, I don't know. I just I have a feeling it's going to go off the rails a little bit in a good way. Right. And, you know. It certainly did. It, it wasn't <laughs> personal. Right. But Evan's really good at depersonalizing things. Like, look, I don't care. I don't care that you didn't do this. Like, you should have done it. Right. Stop making excuses. But it, with him, it's not personal. It's more like, look, I believe in you so much that you not doing this literally disappoints me. And I've really adopted that when it comes to my coaching too. Yeah. But I think that there's, I think there's a number of reasons why you might struggle to take feedback. And we've talked about feedback so many times. But if it's constructive, it is probably most likely with your best interests at heart. Right. Right. If you're hiring a coach, you are actually asking, you're hiring somebody to give you constructive feedback. Right. Somebody who is further along than you to ask you where you're screwing up. And that's literally what we ask Dave. We ask Evan that. You know, Dave and Evan give us different answers. <laughs> right. But I think yeah. if you're not going to ask for constructive feedback, it's going to take you way longer to succeed. Yep. You're not leveraging your relationships and your mentor's dummy tax to the level of, that you could. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of, you're only going to get like half, half the impact or half the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not the results, but like half of the potential that you actually could get if you just went all in and said like, look, where am I, where am I screwing up? Amy asked me on our call this week. She said, hey, and she's, and she wouldn't mind me sharing this, I'm sure. She said like, okay, I have a couple questions. And I was like, oh, awesome. I love when people just bring questions. And she's like, all right, this one I'm really scared to ask. Like, oh God, let me ask the other one. I said, no, ask me that one now. 
Like, ask me the one that scares you. I want you to ask me that one. Fire. And she said, okay, like, where, from your perspective, where do you think I could be doing better? And I was like, Amy, that's an amazing question. So yeah. proud. Right. Like, I'm so proud that you asked that question. Right? But she trusts that I'm not going to slaughter her and be like, well, okay, let me pull out the list. I have yeah, the list on my phone. <laughs> let me pull out the list. But she long. knows that from my, if I'm going to try to help you, it's going to be from, like, I want to build you up. Hmm. I want to help you by, I'm not going to tear you apart. What'd you tell her? I, don't, it, I said, uh, if you don't mind. Sharing. No, no, no. Yeah. No, and I again, I don't I don't think Amy would care. No. Um exercise. She's been saying that she's going to exercise for a while now and she's been making some excuses and I said, "Amy, that's I don't care." Right. Like I'm I'm up at 4 a.m. so I can exercise. Like, you know, if 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 you want to exercise, make it a priority or it's not going to get done. Right. If you don't, then that's fine, but I think you're jeffing if you if you don't. And she said, "No, that you're right. Like I've been making excuses, you know." So, right. I think two things. Number 1, have the the courage to ask. Number two, have the courage to take the actual feedback and not shell up or not be offended or not write the person off because they didn't say what you want them to say. Evan Carmichael told us we need to change the name of our podcast, of which we've done 451 episodes of, we use hyperconscious as a verb, the hyperconscious podcast. Like everything is hyperconscious. And we didn't take it so well. But upon further reflection, I think it might be the best thing for the brand. He went to our YouTube channel live on his Instagram with people watching and told us everything we're doing wrong. And it's a micro challenge for a macro win. And now we've implemented those changes and we're far better for it. And I remember Evan Carmichael, when he first came on this show, he said, I challenge you. You guys are great. You guys need to be doing more content. You're doing one, two episodes a week. I think it was two at that point. And he's like, you should be doing three at least. You know, and he's like, I challenge you. And then have me back for episode 250. We ended up having him back for like three-something, I think. No, I think it was before. I think we had him before 250. Did we? I think. And then we had him again in the threes or the fours? Who I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? We've had right. him on three times. At the end of the day, you either seek challenge or you seek comfort. And uncomfortable conversations, when I look back, uh, you know, one of my mentors, um, the CEO of the tech companies, he messaged me today. It's really cool. He's like, hey, it's been a while. How you been? How are things going? And in my head, it's like, yes, that's awesome. Because now I get to, you know, ask him if he wants to sit down and, and hang out. And every single one of those conversations, I'm always asking him his perspective. And whether it's Alex Goad, shout out to him, or it's Brant Pinvidic, or it's Evan Carmichael, or it's David Meltzer, or it's this mentor who wants me to keep him anonymous, or my Aunt Jonan, like every single time I got on those calls. It was definitely things I didn't want to hear. Mm. And maybe it wasn't 100% true. But there was 40, 50, 60, 70% truth in there. you got to find it. So, like, let's say Evan Carmichael says this thing. Okay? That doesn't mean it's gospel. Evan doesn't know everything. He doesn't know the entire circumstance. So, for example, and, and just to bring this down to earth, if you're on YouTube right now, you realize that we're not nearly as big on YouTube as we are on iTunes. Right. Evan was on our YouTube channel. So d does Evan know how big we are with our brand Hyperconscious on iTunes? No, probably not. But And so he's telling us everything based on his awareness. That doesn't mean he's 100% right. But here's what you do. You sit in the uncomfortability, the discomfort. Sit in the uncomfortability. Sit in the discomfort. And then you let the snow globe shake. And you just, I do this every week with Emilia with check-ins. Same thing. Shake the snow globe. Okay. And then you just trust that the snow is going to land. And that when the dust settles... You're going to have more 
awareness than you did before. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for listening to another episode of Us. You guys listen to us enough. We want to talk to you. We want to know what you are going through in your life and how we can help you better. So if you reach out to myself at NeverQuitKid on Instagram or Alan at Lazarus 88 send us a message, video, audio, text, whatever it is. We just want to get to know you guys better. We want to hear from you. Also, if you go to the hyperconsciouspodcast.com, click on join hashtag hyperconsciousnation. When Kevin and I look back at the last three and a half years since starting the show, it's the people we met that made the biggest difference. At one point, Tiff and Amy were just people who were listening to this show who then got a part of this community. Do not underestimate the power of a like-minded growth community and what it can do for your life. Do you think we should stop blabbering now? Yes. Okay, we will get back into it and we hope you will enjoy. Talk to you soon. Bye. That happened when you thought about suicide. That happened when I got in my car accident. Everything we thought we knew got shooken up and it was super uncomfortable. But what landed was more of the truth. And I am so convinced that on the last episode with Dave, you asked him, you said, how do I know what to ask you when I don't know what I don't know? And it was a fire question because he, he basically said, you're never going to know what you don't know. You just kind of have to assume that you don't know and then stay in the learning zone. And you got to go a little bit in the anxiety zone so that your learning zone expands, but not too much to where you crash and burn and can't get out of bed. And so I think that that, that proactively seeking feedback from a resourceful place is really important. If you're already really, really struggling, be careful about asking for feedback yeah. when you're when you're in an unresourceful state because then you might get angry, you might overreact, all that kind of stuff. I think it's interesting that you're talking about Brant. I actually texted Brant the other day. Brant and I have been chatting a bit. Nice. Uh, but I remember literally, I never told, I don't think I ever told this on the podcast. Tara and I were out to lunch one day and my, fo- I, he, my phone rings. It's actually on silent, so I didn't know. I just happened to see it. Brant Pinvidic. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I looked at Tara and I was like, I gotta take this? I gotta take this. <laughs> yeah. She's like, yeah, no, absolutely. And he's like, hey, man, I'm, I'm thinking of starting a podcast. I was thinking of you. Like, I got a bunch of other clients and I'm gonna start a podcast too. Let's like line something up. And I'm like, so for me, that was constructive feedback. The fact that I was afraid to take that call, that's feedback of yeah. like, oh, you're not nearly as next level as you thought you were, <laughs> right? But it's your job if you're watching or listening to this to make it constructive, because I think most people use that as destructive. Oh, I'm not where I want to be. Cool. You'll never be where you want to be, first of all. Right. Right? And so, like, reverse that reverse that relationship. Cool. But Brant's still calling me. Yeah. Brant's still calling me, so that's an opportunity for me yeah. to level up. So I texted him the other day and said, hey, man, I remember I remember you want to start a podcast. Yeah. I know you're out shark diving and, and doing God knows what else. <laughs> yeah, and, and snowmobiling and in snowmobile, the Arctic. Yeah, doing all these things. <laughs> but I'd love to get on the phone and talk you know, talk about it if you're interested. And he said, yeah, I'm doing these other business things. I'd absolutely love to, to chat. Now, I feel a lot better now. I use that feedback constructively. Right. And now when I'm talking to brands, like I know I have a ton more value than I did. So I would just say, Every single opportunity that comes as feedback is there is an opportunity for constructive. Yeah, always construction. I guess you could use it as construction, even if somebody like tears you apart. That there's different ways to look at that. You can say, "Ah, what was me? I'm terrible." Obviously, they know I'm I'm really like a I'm a I'm an imposter. I'm not really good. Or look, that person is taking their negative energy and they're trying to transfer it to me. Yeah. Then you can construct yourself through that. So I would say that as well. Do you remember when we were in Florida and we watched all Ryan Bliss's movies? Yes. So we had Ryan Bliss. He's a dear friend of mine. We grew up together. 
he was kind of like my brother for a long time. And my parents were close friends with his parents. We had him on the show. And we were preparing for that in Florida, and we were watching all of his movies. Yes. The in first T-Max Kitchen. In T-Max Kitchen, yeah. Big TV. He's got TVs in every room. Yeah, he does. I saw a photo recently of the launch house. Yeah. Took me back. Yeah. Did I send it to you and Eddie, I think, or something like that? Um, I don't know. Um, such a trip to, to circle back. But anyway, so we watched his, his movies. One of them is, um, I think it's called Winter Harvest. One of them is called Rot. And then one of them was called Clover. And they got so much better. Mm. It's like ridiculous. The Winter Harvest, he was like an actor and a director. And it was like brutal, like home movie. And then the next one was like a little bit better, but still a little, a little wonky. And then the third one was Fire. And now he has Alice Fades Away. What I think is interesting, and this is one thing that I'll give kudos to Ryan Bliss about. Ryan Bliss cares about being the best at his craft. And so he takes feedback so well. He always asks, every time I've been to dinner with him, like, what did you think? What did you think about the movie? What Did you get it? Like, all this stuff. And at one point, he has a movie called Alice Fades Away that's premiering soon. And he actually said to me, Alan, I realized I'm ruining the movie. I'm too close to the project and I decided to hire a Hollywood editor to like edit it because I just, I'm too attached. I'm too emotionally attached. And of course he understands the story. Right. You know what I mean? Because he wrote it <laughs> and directed it and like every scene is like his baby, you know, because so much goes into that. And so this is why a lot of directors don't edit their own movies because they want the editor to come in with fresh eyes and see it from the audience's perspective because at the end of the day, that's what matters. Mm. So, when it comes to taking feedback, realize that what you work on is very emotional. It's an artistic craft. Like you with the Hyperconscious Podcast. Like how much emotions do we have tied to that name? Well, that's what that's a great parallel to what we're going through. I know. What Ryan Bliss did. Like, right. We are too close to this. Exactly. We are hyperconscious. This is our brand, but this is our life. What we should be doing, and that that's what we're going to do, is what's best for the listener. Exactly. What's best for, the, for, for you guys. For the business, for yeah. the listener, yeah. for the impact, right? And so, how do you personally detach... We have to, we have to go. Oh, wow. We can, we can hammer a question. Bro. Okay, one last question. Yeah. So, how do you personally... So, like, after this, I'm going to ask you constructive <clears> feedback. <throat> I try to do that after every single thing. I try to do that with Emilia, with you. Um, after the Mastermind, same deal. What, how do you take feedback that's really challenging. Like what's a tip that you can give someone? And one thing I'll say just quickly, you got to understand that the feedback is not your identity. Hmm. Just because you did a bad podcast episode doesn't mean you're a bad podcaster. It just means that maybe you have some things you can imp improve. Right. But emotionally it's like, Oh my God, do I, am I bad? Do I, am I the worst? Right. All that stuff. So understand that everything's figure outable and I think it'll be better, but what's your take? That's kind of, that's kind of the same for me is like, it's not final. Right. It's just, it, that just means like, okay, now I have an update, a status update on where I actually am. Right. Right. Like I, I think for me and I, I'll use check-ins like last night, Taryn and I had a check-in right. and there's always some stuff that's like, oh geez. Yeah. You know, it's painful. <laughs> right. But my, my thing is always to say like, let me, let me settle it. Let me make sure that I understand it. And then like, okay, I'll, I just have to get a little bit better when it comes to that. Can you give an example? And then we'll go. Um, if you're willing to share. I'm just trying to think of the, the specifics of last night. Uh, for, so, doing more, ro more romantic things, right? Like, I used to leave a lot more love notes and yeah. do, like, more romantic things, and I think I've just kind of forgot about that, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not as good with that as I... And right. that was literally my answer. is like, oh, I could do better. Right. 
And, you know, Terrence said, like, well, I understand maybe that's not as natural for you. That doesn't matter. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. Right? It's it, A lot of things aren't necessarily natural for me, but if you value them, it's my job to do them. Right. So for me, I just say, like, well, it's my job to make sure that that I get better at that. And I, I signed up for that. That's what I want. I want us to keep growing. I want to make sure that I'm being the best version of me for you. Mm-hmm. So I think separating, like you said, it's not my identity. I'm not a non-romantic person. I just haven't been practicing those things. Right. And understanding that it can be changed. 100%. Just because it is the way it is doesn't mean it is the way it is forever. That's my 10-second blip. Fire. Do you have one? 10-second blip? Yeah, it'd be nice. <laughs> uh-huh. I would say it's, it's the one that you've heard me say if you've listened to the show for a while. You can either feel good or be good. The coach that helped me the most, and I'll never forget this. Like Shout out to Alex Goad. The, the coach that helped me the most actually hurt me the most oh, yeah, in remember. the moment. So micro pain for macro success. Uh, and in hindsight, with a new awareness, I, I appreciate, Alex, I appreciate you for what you did for me because you you were trying to help me, even though it really did suck. Um, and I feel I feel you because I do that with a lot of people. And sometimes I'm you know seen as the bad guy when in reality I'm trying to be the best guy. You know? Fire. Ladies and gentlemen, we are creating, and by we, I mean the team, Natalie, Tiff, and Amy. I think Natalie is heading this oh, yeah. operation. We are creating a deep dive PDF into basically like oh, yeah. a lot of stuff that we've gone through on these masterminds. But if you don't have 25 hours to go through everything we've ever gone through on a mastermind, <laughs> this is going to be like a deep dive to help you when it comes to health, wealth, and love going to have the system of success we're going to have the relationship check-ins we're going to have some uh from the top 10 ways to be consistent all sorts of different things manifestation manifestation all all things this is going to be an unreasonably valuable pdf for free we're not it's not we're not charging for it uh but i just wanted to make you guys aware of that now to build up a little hype around it yeah because it'll be coming out in the next um few weeks we were going to do a free like course a video course but i think we're going to work on something better in general. In general. Uh, amen. We're going to do amen. a course, but it's going to be different. Yes. So also, if you go to the hyperconsciouspodcast.com, click on mm-hmm. hashtag hyperconsciousnation. You will join a like-minded growth community. Yeah. You know who I saw yesterday was Emily. So shout out to Emily. Uh, Emily McRae, client of mine, dear friend. And the last time I saw her in person was Top Notch Live. Oh, wow. Why am I bringing up Emily right now? It is unreal how different she is than when I first met her, man. It's like, it's crazy. It's mm-hmm. like... She's, she would be unrecognizable to her two-year-ago self. And it's because of one thing. She got around incredible human beings, period, yeah. who are growth-oriented. And that's not a testament to me or to you, but she's been friends with Amy. Like, Amy introduced her to us. She's been listening to the show. Tom's been listening to the show ever since. Like, shout out to, to them. Um, don't underestimate what can happen when you get a part of a community. Like, this community will change your life. It will, if you want it to. And uh, Hyperconscious Nation is the place to do that. Hyperconscious Hyper- might be going away. I know. Yeah. That hurts me. <laughs> We'd love your feedback on that as well. I think we're going to probably change the name. We're thinking Next Level University. Oh, yeah? Uh, where, what, I don't remember the what, what the tagline was. How to level up your love. Yeah. No, your life. No, your life, your, your life, love, love, your health, health and, and your wealth. Because that's kind of what we're all about. We're about yep. leveling up everything. So we would love DM me, DM Alan, whatever, Facebook, all that happy jazz. Let us know what you think. But I do think it's time for a little bit of a rebrand. Nothing is going to change in terms of content, Content, who we are as a person. But if we do want to change the world and we want to make more of the world hyper-conscious, we should probably change the name so more people will listen to the show. We hope you enjoyed. Up next, we are going to do an episode on, and this is going to be a great title, You Will Fail If You Think Like This. 
Fire. We're going to go through a cycle uh, that produces failure and a cycle that produces success. We hope you enjoyed this, and we will talk to you on Friday. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, it would mean the world to us if you would share this with your friends. And if you have any questions, please reach out to Kevin or myself. Our contact information is in the show notes, and we can't wait to hear from you. Guys, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. So if you would kindly leave us a review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyper-conscious.